On today's show, I am joined by the band known as Sweet Babylon. We discuss their upcoming album, their upcoming release party, and also discuss our favorite Marvel heroes, movies, and then spoil Avengers Infinity War. So join us on episode one of Geek Speak on Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull. Winter is coming. Star Finish him. Fatality. And welcome to the Free Your Geek Podcast. I am your host, Jay Free, and today we have a little a show that I'm putting together. Uh, it's audio only right now, but we're going to be calling this Geek Speak with Jay Free. And on the first edition of Geek Speak, I am very happy to have on uh, a band by the name of Sweet Babylon. And gentlemen, uh, please introduce yourselves. Hey, this is Kyle. Hey, man, what's up? This is Izzy. And this is Lenny. And you, you may have uh, seen our earlier show way back in the start of the podcast with Izzy. Uh, Izzy Livin' is what we called it uh, with Izzy and Liv. And now we have the entire band on because I wanted to have them on for a while. And it just happened to work out that they have a show coming up. And I'll let you guys plug that right now as well. So feel free to uh, go ahead and plug that. All right. Well, uh, a show that we actually have coming up is going to be May 24th at the News Cafe, but our big show that we'd like to talk about is our CD release party for our new album, New Beginnings. It's coming out June 30th, and we're very excited for people to hear our brand new music. Where? It's going to be at the FET Music Lounge in Providence, Rhode Island. Who else is going to be there? Well, I'm glad you asked, Izzy. <laughs> we're going to have the Sky Seekers, and we're also going to have Shore City open up for us, and it's going to be a grand old time. Wow! I know. Buy your tickets now. You can buy them online or you can buy them through us. They're $12 in advance and it's $15 at the door. And you should support your local music, shouldn't you? <laughs> yes, they should. Why are you laughing? Because this is serious. <laughs> He's laughing because it's serious, Lenny. Yes. And I will say this. If you're looking to purchase tickets, go on to, if you're listening to this on Podbean or anywhere where you're downloading your pod, go to facebook.com for your geek. We will have the link there. Uh, we can also go to your website, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes, facebook.com slash sweetbabylon. Or uh, if you want to get some more info, you can check us out on Instagram at sweet underscore babylon underscore music. Or you can check us out on Twitter at sweet underscore Babylon. <laughs> so we're going to test you again at the end of the show. We're going to have you promote again. I'm prepared for the quiz, in. man. Good, good. <laughs> I set myself up. Excellent. So uh, so I just want to, within the band, let's, let's get to know you guys a little bit more. We're going to talk about the areas of geekery that you guys geek out about. Um, but I want to just touch base. Uh, which, what, what are your positions within the band? We'll start with Lenny. Uh, I play the drums. He, he's the stick man. Yes. What else? And vocals, I guess. But what else do you do? He gets naked on stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure that's He it. makes sure that we sound good and our music is where it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're our musical engineer. 
I guess is what you call it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. There is a really cool video. Speaking of going back to your Instagram, I did see a video with, with you at Guitar Center. Uh, you know, I, I think I saw. It. Is that, that that's correct? Yeah, right. Trying yeah. out the drum yeah, set. You that you drum like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The drum yeah. set. Yeah, that, that was pretty sick. I, I love that video. I wish I could afford that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Guitar Center sponsors. Right now, you might not be able to listen. Once we promote this band, you guys blow up. Um, Izzy, let's go to you. I mean, I know our listeners probably that are familiar with you remember you, but. Well, if they're familiar with me, then that's surprising to me. Uh, (laughs) I play bass, I also sing in the band, and I do half of the booking of the band for our shows. That's good. And we'll we'll go over to Kyle over here. I, I play guitars, not well, but I play guitars, and I'm also the vocalist as well. And uh, I uh, I do a lot of the the, compu- the computer stuff. I make album arts, I make posters, and I also help book. He's the social guy. I'm the social media guy. And how would you guys uh, describe the type of music you make? I mean, because uh, I know we, we talked about Lenny perhaps getting naked on stage yeah um, oh, it's wonderful. The, the show coming up though isn't it an all-ages show yeah yeah Our so so we might have to watch that nudity level yeah. it's like um, the black bars yeah i mean it's just well <laughs> there's no post-production line. no we oh, don't not? we don't have black bars we do have post-it notes that we usually use so it's okay <laughs> one, yeah, post-it it, note. one post-it note but uh yeah we're, we're very excited for this new album we've been working very hard and um I would say the the the, the style that you're going to be hearing in this album is uh, a little bit of mixture of uh, ska, punk, rock, and uh, we're we're going to throw in a little surprise in there as well. We got some some music that you wouldn't expect from us. In on classic this album. Sweet Babylon fashion, we always dip into the other genres of waters. Yes. every album, just wanna, for fun. You, you got to listen to it to understand what we're talking about. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can you please explain the different genres of water for me? The different genres of water. Well, there's water. There's smart water. <laughs> there's vitamin water. There's vitamin water. There's infused water. <laughs> See? There's distilled water. Can, can you tell us about I got the, page uh, of this stuff. I can keep going. Can, can be differentiated through the years as well. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's an inside joke, folks. I'm sorry. But but what, what the listeners should be taking away from this is the friendship that the three of you have with all these inside jokes. It's 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 actually it's really cool because I, I love, you know, I know of none... I've been hanging around tons of bands, you know, since I was younger too. And some band members are just like they only meet up for jam sessions and when their shows are and then they do their separate like this feels more like a brotherhood. Oh yeah. Uh to me. It's, I don't know if you guys want to speak a little bit. It's definitely a family. I, I would say, you know, we meet up every Thursday to do our practices. We tell our bosses to screw off cuz that's what that's when the boys get together, but uh yeah, I would definitely say this is more of a family type uh deal with us even though we might get on each other's nerves. At the end of the day, we all love each other, and that's where correction. We get me and you get on Lenny's nerves <laughs> more than anything. So that's about we, it. He's like the he's like the dad in the situation. We're just the annoying kids. He just puts up. So with us. we visit dad for the day. <laughs> this is Dad's true. day. <laughs> so so Len, Lenny would be the responsible one. Is that what you're trying to say? He's the he's he's something. This guy. <laughs> he's, he's something. It's a very eloquent way to put it. <laughs> so let's let's take a step back before we talk about our geekery and whatnot. Um, I want to kind of go into the formation of Sweet Babylon. How did it all start? Where did it start with? Let's uh, let's talk about this. How did you each come to form this? Uh, all right, if we're actually going to tell the honest truth of how the band started, uh, no, lie to them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to lie to you. Uh, Please. It, it was uh, we we got signed in the contest. No. Uh, it, it actually was, uh, I met our original drummer. His name was Brandon. Um, 
I met him at a, a club called Club Hell in Providence. It's no longer in business. But it was Halloween night, and I was dressed up as Snooky. And uh, he was just as a clown. And I said, hey, I'm really into Scott Punk. And he's like, hey, I'm into Scott Punk, too. So we started a Scott Punk band. Because you could tell by the costumes that you were clearly into yes, Scott Punk. Uh, obviously. I had to mention I was just as a woman on purpose, because that's just... Well, that's yeah, you mention a lot of details, just yeah. so people know that it's real. Yes, like, you can't it, make it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would I lie about being just as a woman? For attention? I don't For, know. Because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, besides that, uh, you know, besides uh, our original drummer and stuff like that, I've known Lenny for years. We we were in a band previously in high school, and Izzy uh, I knew through uh, college and stuff like that. So after uh, me and this original drummer started the band, we recruited Izzy, and then when the original drummer didn't really work out, of course I would call him a big pal, Big L, Lenny Batista, and we uh, formed the perfect little girl known as Sweet Babylon. <laughs> and she she is a lovely, lovely little girl. It's <laughs> a creepy way to put it. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one's the creepy one yeah, out of that? So yeah, there's there's no boundaries here on Free Your Geek. Um, <laughs> I was making a Powerpuff Girls reference. I'm sorry. Oh. So speaking of uh, either Powerpuff Girls or just just general geekery, what do we what do we really geek out about? I mean, obviously, music is a passion in all three of your lives. Um, but we also have that comic book connection that we were talking a little bit offline. Um, so just kind of run me through, you know, who I don't know who wants to start, but just tell me, you know, favorite. Fa- let's talk, let's start with favorite Marvel movie. Well, let's just let's go there. Ooh. All right, who uh, wants to go first? You know first? what, Cena Lenny, you always have to nitpick everything. We'll let you go last. <laughs> All right. Uh, Oh man, favorite Marvel movie. All right. Um like you want an order or do you want like just the top one? Just your top one. Top one. Okay. MCU or any Marvel affiliated movie. Oh, let's let's start. Okay, let's let's play play some boundaries. Let's say MCU and then we'll go out to and then I'll open it up more to any Marvel logo okay. movie. Okay, so that MCU. Way, yeah, let's let's start with there. Okay. Uh do you mind if I go first? Yeah, go ahead. My my favorite MCU movie. Uh I could always repeat and keep watching nonstop. It would have to be the original Iron Man. Uh, I love that movie from from the beginning to end, and it, it, you know it was it's basically the start of the the whole MCU. Like you know you you see Robert Downey Jr. come back after a long hiatus, and he's amazing in that movie, and he he really is Tony Stark to to a lot of people. Like I can't see anybody else play that character, um, and you know he's done a, an amazing job throughout the years, especially in Avengers uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Um, so that that's my top pick. If I had to pick uh, just a Marvel based movie. Uh, I was going to say Logan's kind of kind of very close, uh, right under Iron Man for me. I, I loved Logan a lot. I thought that was a great movie. So now, of the two, if you had to pick one for the rest of your life, of those two movies, I guess I'd have to go with Iron Man. It still still holds up to me. Like I, I could watch that nonstop on repeat. Excellent. You, Mr. Star? MCU. MCU is tied for me between uh, Thor 1. And Doctor Strange. I don't know. Like, um, I'm. I like the ones that, like, if I have to watch, if I get to watch something that I've read before, like anything with Thor, uh, or some of the uh, some of the other MCU movies that I've know about before going into the movie, I get like a little nitpicky, I guess, because I'm like, okay, that's not exactly right, this and that. But I love it when I go to watch something that I've never seen or not really like know of. Like Doctor Strange, I really didn't know much about. I knew who he was, what he did, but like not really to that extent. And then he just, it just like sold me from like the the entire uh, 
the entire movie. Just it was just nonstop good. So those two from the MCU it, it just tied. Marvel base property. Let's see. Let's see. I will go with. I'm gonna go with the Punisher. The uh, yeah. Which one? Because there was the War Zone. Not the War Zone. The first Thomas one. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Yeah, with Kevin Nash and uh, John Panette. Yeah, that, that one. That was too sweet. And uh, <laughs> the only thing that was weird about it was I couldn't take John Travolta seriously. Oh come on. That's the only thing I couldn't do. Howard Saint was just he yeah. he pulled it off, but it's it's still John Travolta at the end of the day, like. That's all. He did but, have yeah. one really good scene at the end. And again, sp- I'm going to say spoilers, but we're going to spoil a lot of movies. The movie's like 20 years old. Yeah, I know. But still. <laughs> if you don't want to hear any spoilers whatsoever, just, just, just come back. You already later. heard You already heard the plug at the beginning. You know where to go buy tickets. You know <laughs> yeah. where the show is going to happen. That's why I threw that up in the front. <laughs> so need- now we're going to spoil stuff. Um, I just love that scene where he gets shot at the end. Just that turnaround and the, the, sh- the shot of him just like spinning around and doing that. Yeah. That was a perfectly shot, and I think it was like just perfectly acted. Um, we're gonna go over to Lenny, but before we do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna put live. I'm gonna no, not not right now. I'm gonna, you know, we, we said Lenny was gonna go last. We're gonna we let him think over. Now I'm putting you on the spot. I want you. It, it just it doesn't have to be MCU and then Marvel property. Just your favorite Marvel movie. We'll get to you momentarily. But we gave Lenny enough time to think. So let's uh, let's. He he's the dun, nitpicky dun, dun, one. Dun. So as according to uh, the rest of the members here of Sweet Babylon. But uh, let's let's. Oh, let's, my number one. What's, yeah. what's Spider-Man: your, Homecoming? That will always be my number one. <laughs> Even before you saw it? No. After I watched it. Like, I loved Michael Keaton as Vulture. I was oh, amazing. incredibly excited to see Vulture on the big screen, finally. Uh, the only one I'm waiting on now is uh, Scorpion and Craven the Hunter to show up. Doc Ock, bro. Mysterio, no, bro. Mysterio is going to be like, and Mysterio Ock, would bro. be pretty cool. On, Doc man. Ock, we've already seen but I, with Alfred Molina. But, like, Spider Man Homecoming was by far my favorite MCU movie. Um, Marvel property? Uh, Don't say Howard the Duck. I will smack you. I thought he I, was going to say Howard the Duck. I was, I was, I was debating saying Howard the Duck. No, but um, <laughs> I do enjoy the Blade series. Blade was really good. Yep. I agree with that, um, too. Took me a few years to watch it, but I ended up enjoying all three of them. Even Trinity with Triple H. With his the game. I didn't like that one as much, but <laughs> I, Ryan I enjoyed Reynolds it. And early Deadpool-ness. But, um, but yeah, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Definitely my favorite Marvel movie. I did want to say, though, that the Keaton reference you pointed out, and I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum. I don't know if I ever talked about it on the show, but I love how he played Batman, the, you know, the original Batman, yes. the 89 movie. But then we fast forward to the Christopher Nolan Batmans, uh, and we hear, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And we saw that Batman actually become the villain yeah. in the Spider- And I just, I love the, it, it just happened to work out that way. But I, I was did you see, like, uh, did you see Birdman? I did not see Birdman. Oh, watch that. He, he yeah. par- he's parodying the fact that he used to be Batman, but he was Birdman. And it's just, it's it's very well done. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. I mean, sometimes, though, it's it's better off that way if you see the heroes become villains. Like, Michael B. Jordan did an amazing job as Killmonger in the new Black Panther movie. And, you and know, he did terrible as the Human Torch in Fantastic Four. I don't think he did terrible as the Human Torch. I just think the writing and the chemistry between those characters was not there. At least not enough to make a movie about it. The, the best person at that whole one was the thing. That was the only one that I believed because he wasn't in a rubber suit. Yeah, like they took time to make the thing and like really get down to how how he is. But, but yeah, Michael B. Jordan definitely a better villain than oh yeah than hero. Hey, auntie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to ask Izzy to turn the microphone over now to live. Uh, just you didn't even have to say too much. Just uh, we, you know, uh, you were on the last show too mm-hmm. with Izzy, so I just want, I need to have you back on at least say hi. A little feature. Yeah, just you know, a little little Easter egg, if you will. You know, Marvel's famous for Easter eggs, so let's <laughs> let's throw you in here. Uh, any any movie, you don't have to, to differentiate, but just what, which one did you just like? Oh my God, this is such a great movie for me to like enjoy. <laughs> I think the one that, like, Kyle said that I can put on all the time and like be entertained was probably the first Guardians. I think that's the first one that, like, I went in not knowing anything, and I really enjoyed it, and I can watch it over and over again. But I think now my new favorite is Black Panther. Very cool. Looking at Lenny because he's very disappointed in me. No, no, if that's your favorite, by all means. I just think people are putting it on this pedestal that's 200 stories in the air. Right, and it it really shouldn't be maybe 200 stories. Yeah, like, Marvel's getting into this rut of... Like having everybody in the movie have one liners. Here we go. And <laughs> it doesn't need to be that way. Right. I'm very, I'm very interested in this. I like this. This is this is good. He doesn't like discussion. that everybody is a comic relief. Yeah. Like it doesn't need to happen. I never freeze. What I will no, say No, like that that wasn't even like comedic relief. That was just like, oh, don't freeze. No, no, don't freeze when you see her. I never freeze. But All do, right. But do you think... Do like, you... that's that's a cool guy move before you jump out of a plane. It, it's it's uh, uh, Shuri talking to um, Okoya. Did he freeze? Like an antelope in headlights. Like, that's like... Eh. Like, I get yeah, it. The beginning of the movie... No, I, I, I understand it. Um, what I will say, though, is I love that Marvel is giving chances to characters that you wouldn't expect. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, like... Going into it, I had no idea who they were, and I absolutely agree. Like, underneath Iron Man, it is Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it is one of the best movies. Um, I mean, I would say everybody at this table, we have our first-gen characters. Mm-hmm. Like, we when we go out to go see a new Marvel movie, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to say my, my character is Hulk, because I, I just have a lot of same uh, personality traits as the Hulk. But in our more, second gen, more more personality like like Bruce Banner than the yeah. Hulk. I'm just trying to hold it all back, you know. No, but our, our our second gen, like I would say, my second character would be Peter Quill. Like you know, I uh, I definitely feel like I, I have that. Wise ass doesn't stop talking. Yeah, sounds yeah, about and right. I have that ego. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Izzy has his two characters. Yeah, I got uh, Thor is my number one, and Doctor Strange my newly found number two. And then Lenny is. Then uh, Iron Man and uh, Black Panther. Even though he doesn't like Black Panther. No, I don't. He likes Black Panther the person. Yeah. The I movie think... was fantastic. It just doesn't need to be everyone's favorite. Right. But do you I... think all the all like the little quips of... Uh, that was good. I'm just, I'm gonna of the comedy? <laughs> do you think it's like... I think sometimes it gets too much. Yeah, but but look at, look at the whole movie on, on the whole. Like, yeah, there's a lot of close together, like scenes of comedy like that but then do you think that the seriousness of the movies counteract that to where it evens out to where it's like all right it's a lot of funny right now but then it's just gonna get real for black panther yes i mean look at we're not there yet but look at at that to be continued on that's yeah that's that's a little teaser um i will say this about black panther i think it was an excellent movie i think it was very timely 
when it was released, and that's why it's getting a lot of this, the critical praise. Not saying it's a bad movie at all. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think it was very powerful for the time that we're living in now, and that's why so deservedly it's getting the praise that it's getting. But I, I just think that you know the acting, the music, the score, everything was just that the special effects, the storyline, it, it was so topical for this yes. day and age right now and the time that we're living in. I, I think that's why... It's absolutely amazing. And there's a meme out there, speaking of Black Panther, and kind of teasing to Infinity War. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it shows uh, T'Challa four times. And it shows Steve Rogers, get this man a shield. Then it shows Thor, you know, end of Dark World with the eye patch, get this man a hammer. Then it shows Bruce Banner, says, get this man some pants. And then it shows Peter Parkin, says, get this man an uncle. I'm actually surprised I have not seen that yeah, one yet. I will. I will find it and I'll. I'll, uh, I'll send it your way. But um, for yeah, the, for the video of this, please put that meme at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to put together. So yeah, for those that are listening to the podcast version of this, I'm going to be putting this on YouTube as well. I'm gonna be uh, putting some different pictures on there as well. Once I find that meme, absolutely, I'm putting that on there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we'll be having that on YouTube a little bit, and I want to have it going and, and running before your show. Uh, at the end of uh, Wednesday show again. Let's plug it one more time. June 30th is going to be our album release party for our new album, New Beginnings. And uh, it's got uh, two of our buddy bands, Sky Seekers and Shore City, opening up for the night. And uh, it's going to be at uh, what time? What time is it? I don't know. You it starts me? at 8 o'clock. That's right. That's right. 8 and o'clock. At where? O'clock. It's going to be at the Fet Music Lounge in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. So uh, please make sure to get your tickets now. Don't wait till the last minute because the show might sell out. And if it does, we will be the second band in history locally to sell that place out. So let's do that, folks. Let's do it. Let's do it. And all right, so once we come back from break here, we're going to go go into break on with a Sweet Babylon song. When we come back from break, we're going to talk and we're going to spoil the crap out of Infinity War. So we'll be right back, guys. And this is Sweet Babylon, and this is what you can expect to hear at the show. Things come up and they make you sad 
feeling for you And you are the one I adore It's feeling of love, baby Please don't make it stop Keep us together with a twist Hop We are back on Free Your Geek, Geek Speak, episode one with Sweet Babylon. And now we're going to spoil the hell out of Infinity War. So if you've listened up to this point, thank you. And now in about five seconds, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. I'm going to let these guys talk um, and just give you their thoughts. So let's let's start. Who wants to start off with? Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Here it is. Hey, hold on. Let's spoil it. Five, four, three. Two, one. They all die. Uh, no. No. All right. So you have a movie called Infinity War. And you want the opening of the movie to convey the overall tone of the movie. And for the most part, they did a really good job with the distress signal from the ship. And just seeing the massacre that was on that ship. And you have uh, the Maw talking, saying that, oh, you're all being... Blessed by Thanos. Blessed by Thanos, yes. Thanos. And then, out of nowhere, Thor, with his head in a vice grip by Thanos, you talk too much. Like, that killed the mood for me. Especially when the theater just erupted in laughter for no reason. Because they did it. For multiple times that didn't require... Well, they weren't, like, laughing at the dead Asgardians. They were were laughing at what Thor said. Yeah. But, like... You laughed too much? The whole, like, Infinity War, you want it to be... Like, you want to feel a weight going into this movie. And starting off, I felt a weight, and then you talk too much. I'm like, all right, here we go, more jokes. And it just didn't feel as if it was going to be as heavy as I thought the movie was. And overall, I don't think it was as heavy as I thought it was going to be. I really wanted, like, death to mean something. And this is probably really early, early for me to spoil things, but we already put the spoiler warning... All the people that died, I wanted them to stay dead. And out of all the people that died, probably two are going to stay. In, instead of all nine or ten that... No. Which two? I, <laughs> prediction, I think, prediction. I think Loki's definitely dead. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Loki's definitely dead. Gamora, they, they keep... like I've been reading articles where they confirm that she's in the Soul Stone, and then I've also read articles where they... Where she's not in the Soul Stone. So I'm iffy about her, but being a staple in the Guardians universe, I'm iffy on whether she's coming back or not. Vision, I think he's he might be coming back. I don't know. I know in the comics they have 
a version of Vision without the stone where he's all monotoned, but, like, I don't know. Like, I think Vision showing up for two movies and then just disappearing is kind of a waste of a really good character. Three movies. But I think he's it's a waste Jarvis of a character. In all the Iron Man Jarvis, exactly. Yeah. But, like, Vision as a character himself. Three movies. Yeah, Civil War, mm-hmm. Ultron, and this one. Yeah. Other way, but yeah. Well, yeah, but... um. Because so he was born before, yesterday. Before we dive in too deep, though, there was one thing that I really wanted to see, and we got to see it within the first minutes of the movie, and I was so happy to just see it. And then, But they did it just long enough where I was satisfied. Before we went to the theater, I said, I really want to see Hulk and Thanos really go at it, and I just want to see that interaction where I want to see what happens. And like I said, Hulk is my guy, and so is Peter Quill, but Hulk is my guy. And seeing him just go straight for him, like no, no fucks given at all, just go straight for him, and then, you know, have him throughout the rest of the movie, spoilers, but you know, just retracting and not wanting to come back out. I was just like, I love, I love that. Um, I know like everybody wanted to see Hulk come back out, but I love that that part of the movie where it's like, what's what's happening with him right now? Like I want to see what's. Yeah, he's, don't forget, he was also the Hulk for what two years. Straight, yeah. so two years straight. So he's going through his terrible twos, and now he's just not throwing a tantrum. He doesn't want to come back out. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I also like the callback to the first Avengers with Loki over there. And he's like, "Oh, we have a Hulk." Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that and and I just thought that was that was there was a lot of there was a lot of foreshadowing in the movie. Uh, I'll talk about it again uh, probably when you listen to this. Our next live video episode, I think we're going to be. I'm going to discuss with my two co-hosts uh, Infinity War. And we're going to spoil it from there, but I'll, I'll say it here first even though we're recording this first. I loved the scenes with uh, Tony Stark and Pepper, and they're talking about he wants to start a family, but he's got kind of like this this son in Peter Parker, if you will, yeah. and just the ending of that, that hit me super hard. The Gamora, the Gamora scene, which you guys can spoil, I'll let you guys talk all about that, and that scene at the end with, with Peter Parker and Stark like ripped me, ripped me to shreds. Like It, it hurt. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was like the two biggest... like. Uh, moments for me and then there's a surprise character that I did not expect at all that showed up and I'll let you guys all spoil the crap out of that I want you guys to all talk about what you like um, but you, to your point um, I think they were trying to find the voice of each character because I'm one I, Thor Ragnarok is very divisive people are like oh my god it's hilarious and great and other people are like this is not what Thor is about I'm in the former I loved it I thought it was just an entertaining movie and I like the voice that because I always like the Thor is another one of my my favorites. Just the fish out of water, like him being on Earth and not understanding how things work. I, I just love that whole story. So for him to be a little bit more like sarcastic now and kind of more earthy, if you will, uh, I, I kind of like that as well. But um, yeah, all in all, I thought But all in all, I just uh, it was just a great, great movie. Um, what what other areas of the movie? Let's let's talk about some of the high points for you guys. High points, okay. Um, the introduction of the Iron Spider suit that gave me nostalgia. I get no, no, I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> oh, it definitely gave me a hard on, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was a uh, it was really interesting. Um, 
seeing how that came into play. I didn't know how they were going to introduce it. Like, I didn't know if it was just going to show up at Aunt May's house with the new suit and uh, just give it to him or, like, how that was going to work. But the way they introduced it, I thought it was the, a perfect way to do it. Um, also, another um, high point for me was probably that Wakanda fight scene. I, I think it was... Did you like how it kind of mirrored episode one, Phantom Menace kind of fight scene? Oh, same blue shields, same kind of deal. Yeah, don't get me started. It was that. it was like mirror <laughs> image. It was kind of like, what, what am I watching hey, right Star now? Star Wars, can we copy your homework? Yeah, yeah just change it up a little bit. Yeah, so it's it exactly what it was. <laughs> it was the same Gungan fight and everything. Yeah, so. all under the Disney umbrella now. Yeah, so yeah I know. So it's like, hey, we'll just recycle that. It's fine. Um, but yeah, like that, that Wakanda fight was extremely well choreographed even though most of it was cgi but hats to you computer people who did that but um i don't know that first charge where all the wakanda warriors are just rushing did they say what species they were what the those those aliens the um it's not chitari no no they're uh dark uh, dark souls something like that something like along that line because well whatever whatever the the six-legged dogs were what? What's the, his his people? Uh, the, no, the, just the five of the Black Order. The Black Order, yeah, but isn't that the like the Black Dogs, something like that, I like Dark know. Dogs? But um, the but, the um, I Am Legend rejects yeah, yeah. there. But um, <laughs> where, where they're just rushing those aliens? They were, and then out of all of those warriors, just uh, Captain America and Black Panther lead the pack. Mm. That was really cool. That was also a callback to Winter Soldier when he was running around. Uh, what, what was the monument? I can't remember. And he kept saying, on, on your left. left yeah. And you just see him with that super soldier serum just like pushing past yeah. everybody yeah. else. Well, yeah, those were my two high points. What were your high points, Izzy? High points of the movie. Well, it's weird because like I, I was expecting a lot of giant battles like we got and the things I was expecting were well delivered. I, I was more impressed with like the dimensions that we got to see, like especially with like Thanos. Like, when you have the Mad Titan show emotion, like when he was, when he's like, he realized like he already knew what he had to do to get the Soul Stone. He already knew, and when he got there and was like, "All right, this is what you got." And uh, Red Skull, like, what the hell? That was like that was a high, big high points right now because I want to get into the whole. Red no, Skull. that was that is a high point because I'm like well, sitting like, all right, it's probably Mistress of Death. It's probably pretty cool. It's freaking Red Skull. I'm like, what the hell is how this? How did he get that job? Like, you see him explode at the end of Cap. <laughs> like, you see him explode at the end of Captain America holding the Tesseract. Yeah. All right, he's dead. We're never gonna see him again. No, he gets transport. Uses the space to, stone. Uh, I don't know the name of the dimension, but where but the where the soul where the soul, soul stone is yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, now he can levitate, so that's a new superpower. There's a bunch of dimensions, Morty. He's got no legs. That's what it is. He's, yeah, but like... He ain't got no legs, Tenet Dan. Like, I just want to know, like, who gave him that... Vormir, that's the planet, Vormir. But, um... I just want to know who gave him the job. Like, was there somebody else guarding the Soul Stone? And, and then, then he the, got there, they're like, hey, he man. He died with the Tesseract, so he inherited it, and, like, the other guy's free, like... But, like, to see the dimension of... of to, like... Like, that's a big thing, like, with, uh, with Red Skull, like... How are you there? Why are you there? Yeah, like, they have no touch. I really my, hope that that gets like into the next one. Yeah, well, I think my theory is once that the the scene in Captain America: The First Avenger happened, again, the Tesseract is the space stone. He can go in. Maybe yeah. he was brought all the way, it killed him, and he was brought to the beginning of time, or or they they explain that, and then that's that's how he became the Guardian. So like you know, 
he he's been dead for however many years and he hasn't aged obviously yeah. you know like Steve Rogers was frozen we understand that's why he wasn't aging Red Skull not aging is because he's just you know this phantom or this spirit he's a phantom menace ah, uh, bad joke. Um, but no I, I just I think my, my thought is when the fourth Avengers movie comes out I think you're going to see a reversal. I think Captain America is dying, and I think Bucky's taking over, and they're going to find a way using the reality gem to bring Red Skull back as as a uh, protagonist for a Bucky Captain America. Mm. I have a similar theory, um, but instead of Bucky taking up the mantle, I think they're going to keep him as White Wolf and bring in Sam Sam Wilson as Cap, like like in the current run of the comics. I could get on board with that. I just don't know if the general populace would accept that type of like because at least with Bucky you have that kind of like they were brothers in arms yeah. all the way back, you know, and they were fighting way back when. So I, I don't know. I would love to see that because I would love to see the Falcon as as yeah. Cap. But uh, I think we're going to see some some new. You know, I think the big three. We're going to we're going to be talking about DC in a little bit too. But we talk about the the Trinity of DC. We also have the Trinity now of the MCU, and to me that's Thor. Iron Man and Cap, and I think that's pretty consistent across the board. I think we're going to see three new actors. I think Black Panther sister is going to be the new Iron Man, unless they do something with Spidey. Um, I- well, what I was going to say is um, I didn't really have like high points. I had things that I wanted to look forward to seeing, like especially when I saw the trailer. Like I wanted to see Iron Man interact with Peter Quill, and I got to see that interaction, and they were in the scene like for most of the time. But what I found funny was I said this to Lenny. He didn't say he said it didn't really make sense. But to me, like it kind of makes a little bit of sense where you see first gen characters like with second type gen characters that are kind of the same. Like Peter Quill and Iron Man are both like egotistical type people. Where like for me, like they he seems like they that they match very well. And then when you see Thor and Rocket Raccoon chilling out for most of the time, they're most of the battle ready type people. And uh, then, obviously, I know uh, Bucky's been there since uh, first gen as well, but I'm saying, like, you see, like, like them chilling out for most of the time together as well, where you see, like, just two people that are kind of the same working together in their uh, specific scene time and everything like that. I, I thought that was pretty interesting to see, but... Uh, I don't see the, the, the Quill and the Iron Man. I don't see that. I see, I see, I see Iron Man and Strange like that, because they're just as, like, into themselves and... It, Quill is like cocky, but he's not really into himself as much as the, like Tony Stark and Stephen Strange are. Those two are just right. Like that'd be that'd be it. Like yeah, but Peter Quill's like yeah, I'm a you know I'm a celestialite, but eh, it's whatever. But those two, yeah, those two, they can't, they couldn't. That that was the best banter. Them two yeah. trying to outwit each other the whole time. I uh, but I I just really enjoyed seeing the interaction between everybody because it it. Like, I, I listened to Kevin Smith's podcast and stuff like that, and he said it the best where he was like, it's like reading an annual at the end of the year. Like, you see all these comic book characters come together. Like, you felt out of this movie, it was like an actual comic book. Like, you... Because when you write for a comic book, you can write whoever you want into your comic book, and you can just have those characters interact. But when you deal with a movie and you deal with co- uh, copyrights and scripts and stuff like that, you don't really have that that luxury. So when you got to actually see everybody interacting together, it was more of like a comic book movie where you were just like, wow, anything could happen with anybody at any time. I, and, I was actually surprised with the chemistry between all the characters. Yeah, me too. 
I, I was hoping for another Howard the Duck cameo. Because oh, uh, to have, <laughs> what was it, 72 characters? Yeah, something like that. To have 72 characters all together and, like, it felt natural. Yeah. And equal uh, equal uh, time on screen. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, well, you know, they had more time on screen. or Like, it was Thanos for, through most oh, of yeah. them. Yeah, so, but I was going to say, everybody else, like, they were all given equal opportunities. And, and, and to me, that's a, that's a credit to the Russo brothers, because they also did Civil War, they also did Winter Soldier. And even with Civil War, when you're juggling that many heroes, even Scott Lang, Ant-Man, for the amount of time he was in the movie, he also had his moment to shine in Civil War. So I, I just really think that those guys understand how to give the adequate time to each character to to give them a moment. You know, even right. if it's just a moment, they have a moment of importance within each specific character. For example, Bucky is another one. Like he had his moment. He wasn't used a whole lot in the film until like, you know, they Steve Rogers and, and, and the rest of his crew went to Wakanda. But that's you know, other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot and then the battle obviously and I loved the scene with him and Rocket, like yes. that, that kind of uh, mirrored uh, Groot and Rocket from the first Guardians. There was a lot of callbacks and a lot of uh, homages to the different films, too, which I really, really liked. But uh, what other big moments are we, are we excited I mean, for? Um, well, going back to what you were just saying, where everybody was given equal time, they even they mentioned Ant-Man, too. Like the, mm-hmm. It's not like no one, was, no one was, didn't have their time. Like, where's Hawkeye? Oh, he's with his family. But, you know... The, the battles themselves were amazing. Like, but, you know, there's so much going on that you were just like... Like, to me, like, the Wakanda battle was crazy, but my favorite portion of the, the movie was mostly when they're on Thanos's Thanos'... Titan. The, yeah. So when you see them heading to the planet, and then that's where they actually battle with Thanos. Like, that was the coolest part where you see... Before Thanos even gets there, where they're all just scavenging, looking around, trying to find stuff, and then they meet up with the Guardians and all of a sudden they have their interaction and they're thinking like you know they're working for Thanos they're working for Thanos and they're all fighting against each other I, I love that interaction where I was just like why it, Gamora it, it, it literally reminds me of the first <laughs> Avengers where Thor was fighting uh, Iron Man and uh, you know right away it's Captain. just like and Captain where you don't know what's going on you're just like oh they must be a bad guy so they all start fighting each other and you love that because like while you're in the audience you're just like no don't fight like you know and but you're just like that's pretty cool that they're doing that. And it's also a typical comic book trope where heroes, that first time they meet, they assess each other as a threat and they might be a villain because they don't know of each other. Yeah. So it's all you know, it's always like, oh, we're going to fight until a bigger, badder threat comes along. And then like, oh, we're actually on the same side, so let's let's go back and, and fight this guy together. You brought up the uh, why is Gamora yeah. line. Uh, one of my favorite lines, I know we, we talked about the joking, but with Drax being that character, I don't know if you guys know this, that's an improv line by Dave Batista. That one, the why? That the why is Gamora really? is improv. Because apparently, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, where is Gamora is said by Peter Quill, and then Iron Man retorts back. He goes, I'll, 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 I'll do you one better. Who is Gamora? And they filmed that a couple of times, and then one time Dave Batista just said, <laughs> and he did the, why is Gamora? And it was just, it, to me, that was... That, and then there was one other line. Uh, the first time I didn't catch it because I went opening night, like a Thursday night, the first night at we did, too. we did too. And it was just like the, the the crowd was so into it. And I saw it again like a week and a half later, and the crowd didn't react the same way. And I'm like, okay, the diehards see it right away. And the, other, the line I missed is when Rocket, uh, Groot, and Thor are leaving uh, to go uh, make a new weapon for Thor. Uh, Groot says something, and Thor responds to him. And Rocket says, you know Groot? And he goes, 
Oh yes, language was an elective uh, on Asgard, and, and it was just I didn't re- I didn't hear that line the first time, <laughs> but I guess my buddy was telling me there was an, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield, but when Sif was guest starring on that, she talked about how she learned alien languages on Asgard as well growing up. So they tied even Agents of Shield kind of cool. into oh, the wow. movie. So uh, can I just say this, Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage is a, Peter a Dinklage. giant midget. Was great. <laughs> That was great. Do you want to talk about what you said? No, go ahead. Here you go. Peter Dinklage. Liv, Liv, what did you say? Talk about what you said. It's just that I recognized him right away. I immediately was like, oh my God, it's Peter Dinklage. And Izzy thought I I was being an asshole. He was just like, ha ha, that's a funny joke. And then he's like, it's "It's fucking Peter Dinklage. And I was like, oh my God, it is Peter Dinklage. And I thought, there's nothing better that I, like, it's, um, if it hadn't been... Peter Dinklage, I would have thought it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. I would have uh, been like, you know who would have been great? Peter Dinklage. I, I mean, <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, it, it's just like, it's so out of nowhere. They're just like, we're going to go see this person. And we're all like, all right. And you just. It's a space like, dwarf. Yeah. It, but you just don't expect to be Peter, <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. I'm just like, oh, is he about to bust out Buster Rhymes right now? I was waiting for him to show up because I knew he was in the movie. I just didn't know what he was playing. I want to see if he's, a, if he's still like. A dwarf like that. I want to see the normal sized people of his race. If he's the, they're a, space dwarves. They're, well, I don't know if they're, they're all that size. Yeah, but you know, oh, I could dream. That, that, that <laughs> was, how big do people get? Yeah, how big do people get? Like, <laughs> you've been to space, you know. Tell well, me. I think, if he's not considered a didn't space Thanos giant, kill all of his people? He said. I, th- I think he did. Yeah. Say that. So hey, so oh, so you know, right. Thanos said he killed. Uh, well, he, Peter Dinklage says Thanos killed all of his people. So you he made, to, yeah, because he yeah. made the gauntlet and all the rest of his people were slaughtered. So we'll never be able to figure that out unless we see. So, yeah. Like, so Peter Dinklage, uh, Marvel, please, Peter Dinklage backstory. Please. Right. Well, I just love the fact that that Liv was able <laughs> to to like no- notice him right away. I didn't you know, and you didn't because you know what? She drinks and she knows things. <laughs> I was that that, that was first so... line where um where like who are you? Like I'm like. That's fucking Tyrion Lannister. Like, just the way he talked, da, 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 it was just... Da, 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 da. Just the way he spoke, it was straight out of Game of Thrones. I, I just, like, it was one of those actors where you're just like, oh, cool, but it was just like, wait, Peter Dinklage is in another Marvel movie. Like, he was first in X-Men, and D- now... Yeah, Days of Future Past. Yeah, and now he's in, in this movie, and I'm just like, I love how Marvel... I like, enjoyed it, him more in this one like, than yeah, I did in that one. Just... Warner Brothers or Sony, we'll get you on Disney, it's all good. Well, well, he, was, he was designing Sentinels in the X-Men movie, and now he's designing weaponry. He's always designing weaponry in the, in the Marvel. Well, because he's small, he can get into all the, right. the, <laughs> the little <laughs> sides and get everything. Oh, um, poor made-up space I want to segue into uh, some DC talk before we get out of here and plug your stuff, but I do want to just kind of go a little bit roundhouse around the way here. Favorite character? I know we had our own favorite characters as we were talking about in the regular uh, Marvel, uh, the MCU, the Marvel movies. I want to just say favorite character and least favorite character in Infinity War. Least favorite and best. And I want to I want to do a talking point right here. Who is the real villain of Infinity War? Because I'm going to say Peter Quill. Yes. Hey. No. Peter. No. Uh, oh, no. so I, I, I said this last oh, night on Facebook, all right, and a lot of people are going back and forth on me, and I don't really care. I just really wanted to say it. If you could forgive Daryl for killing Glenn, you could forgive Peter Quill, because you know they're all coming back in the next movie. Glenn's dead? Glenn is dead. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> walking dead. <laughs> but if you could forgive Daryl, goddamn it. What's, what's God, walking Peter, dead? Uh, forgive but, no. Peter. But the way I would no, no. rationalize that is, not to go into too much walking dead, it was Daryl's 
actions. He couldn't control how Negan reacted to that. Yes, he lashed out at Negan and Negan retaliated, but that was all Negan. Daryl didn't expect that as the end result. They had Thanos right where they wanted him. They had him sleeping. And all he had to do was wait. Three seconds. No, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's, Peter Quill. Uh, that's, Peter that's Quill. Cool. I'm going to defend Peter Quill. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to defend Star Lord. All right. Star Lord did like. did exactly the correct. His he only is only half human, and that half human portion of him did the correct emotion resp- emotional response that you get when you're dealing with grief. And, when you and, overreact and you just act and, and you I'll don't continue think on that. and you just so, go right, on it. So in Civil War, right, when Iron Man finds out that, spoilers, uh, that Winter Soldier kills we, his we've parents. We've already had enough spoiler warnings. Right? I'm so, not sure he we're kills good. his parents. Right, and he just lashes he, out. He lashes out. Exactly. Like, so Iron Man, like, even Iron Man is the one that says, just hold on, we almost got the, we almost have the glove off. Oh, yeah? Hold on. Like, he says that. Stark's entire universe was on the line. Can't yes. speak for it because he lashed out when they were just like, dude, the guy's right here. We can catch this guy right now. And they he wanted to fight. So yeah. he came out to fight. Yeah. Go ahead. Ultimately, he did it. It was just to carry the plot over. That's all. Oh, yeah, was. I know. I know. But what I'm saying is. <laughs> Put yourself well, in the position. Well, then I, I Peter Cole did it for the plot. <laughs> Put yourself in that position. Do it for the bond. somebody, <laughs> if your dad threw you off a ledge uh-huh. and I found out and I had your dad. In the perfect spot, and I found out that he killed you. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, dead in the eye, I will make sure that that gauntlet gets off his fucking head. That's easy for you to say because it's not happening. Out. Okay, fine. Other way, if Your I daddy. die, <laughs> uh huh. Lenny's on top of my dad, having him asleep, and Kyle's pulling the gauntlet, and he. I'm gonna smack you. the shit out of John. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna do the same <laughs> thing. Like it's the same but right I would, reaction. I, I would be so pissed and so would Gamora. No. That is the most fucked up thing ever. He had to wait two seconds, and then he could have easily been the one to beat the shit out of Thanos, but he couldn't take control of it. Was that, it was a mixture of that in the. It was a mixture of that in the combination of. No, it was a mixture of that. No, she died for the soul stuff. Yeah. And nope. then you just shit on it was the it was a combination of that and the fact that he was not answering him and making it more frustrating um, I know but he was like he the fact that he wasn't answering as fast as Peter wanted was it, adding it, to the a, to the human, anger yeah. yeah and that's the weakness of humans but I'm telling you right now obviously this is never gonna happen <laughs> if the entire universe is banking on you holding your patience for three seconds and you don't Oh my god, you better hope then, they don't bring me back because I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Windu, <laughs> Windu, Windu comes out of nowhere. You got some, you boy. Oh, they Who? don't bring me Windu. back. Who's Windu? Windu. Oh, wait. Yondu? Yondu, sorry. Windu. Mace Windu. Mace Windu, Mace Windu. Mace Windu comes out of nowhere. <laughs> so Yondu. Yeah. So, so, spoiler alert, at the end of the post credit scene, Samuel Jackson turns to dust, he comes back as Mace, Mace Windu, Windu. Yep. and he just That's takes it. care of it. Kills I just spoiled Avengers 4. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Poppins no. motherfucker. No, sorry, he'd say I'm Mary Poppins motherfucker. Sorry. Um uh but Can't say that. it's a Disney movie. Question, favorite character, least favorite character. Uh out of the entire movie. In this movie? In this yeah, movie. just this movie. Thanos favorite, Star Lord least favorite. Mm. <laughs> what did I just say? Um <laughs> Oh shit. Come back to me last. You go to your last. Yeah. Uh least favorite. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to go with 
Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner is my least favorite. Least favorite. Least favorite. Because. I don't know. He had a pretty epic hero moment. Yeah. So everyone did. No, no. Not as the Hulk. Him himself. Everybody did. Everybody did. Everybody had a moment in this movie. No, but it was out of character for Bruce Banner to have a hero moment like that. Nah, and he totally. It's not though. Kicked his ass. Yeah, but it's. He is just like. Like. Help, help or don't help. Like, don't, like, all right, I want to help. I can't help. Like, help or don't help. Like, everyone else, everyone's life is on the line in this movie. Everyone knew going into every single whatever battle it was that that moment they could die. Bruce included. Now, the thing is with Bruce. But Bruce also went into it thinking that, oh, I can just turn into the Hulk whenever I want. And now the Hulk's saying no. So now he's like, now he's taking that responsibility on himself and not look, the Hulk. But look how far it had to go for him to be like, all right, you know what? I'll do it myself. Like it couldn't. He, he had could, to almost die, pretty much. No, he was in the Hulkbuster and he got the arm ripped off. He was like, all right, I need you, buddy. He was like, no, I'm not helping you. He was like, all right, I do it myself, and then he did it himself. It took it took to that that much pushing for him to get to that. But point. yeah, he would have died if he didn't take it upon himself. It's 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 lazy. I saw him as lazy. Right, he was a casualty. Who's your favorite? Casualty. Um, Casualty. Casualty is my favorite. No, my favorite. Uh, I want to have to go the pairing of uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch because they had they had the, they had the most to lose out of everything else. Thanos. Thanos. Thanos showed that he cared with the death of Gamora and all that, and kind of going full circle to when they first met and the hand holding, and then going back to the hand holding and then tossing her off a cliff. But like them two together had such a vital. A vital moment of uh, they had the most emotional struggle at the whole movie because from start to finish they were in constant danger and they were just trying to reassure like all right yeah Gamora was like if I gotta die I want you to kill me this and that that was just a moment of okay understand the, what I need you to do but the constant struggle of them two having like like I need you to do this I can't do this I need you to do this I can't do this all right I'm gonna do it and then she does it and then what happens time stone that's it and it's just like Fuck man, like it was so close. That was it was that was the best pairing I got to say for my character. I was gonna, I was gonna say my my favorite. I was gonna say my char- uh my characters for favorite are the pairing of Quill and uh, Tony Stark. I just loved them together for that interaction. I know, like you know, they they have that that people saying that Quill's responsible is fine. I just still love. I love. Change my mind. I'm not gonna change your mind because the thing is, we all have the right to believe what we want to believe. Yeah. It's all good. We're all Americans here. <laughs> you know what I believe in? I believe in that red, white, and blue, Lenny. <laughs> I, I told that teaching lady. <laughs> the only uh, thing I know is that red, white, and blue. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is, though, like, I I really can't see the movie without, you know, you know, you know, Peter Quill, you know, because, like, the the moment where he has the gun and, you know, he could have shot. He, he could have shot her. But, like, he had so much, like, th- like, Reservation. Felt, yeah, you had you have the same feelings and everything like that. He tried. Um, I also will say, I, he's not. I'm not gonna say he's my top favorite, but I just love Drax throughout the entire yep. fucking thing, especially just standing there with the chips. Like, <laughs> I've been standing here for an hour. What? Like, what do you mean? I, we were actually half expecting him to actually disappear when he was like, "If I stand perfectly still, I will disappear." I was like waiting for him to actually disappear, and then he just that ate scene, the chips. That scene, like, I noticed, like the the. Um, because the inside of the the Milano is usually gray. Yeah. And I don't know if they changed his hue a little bit on the body paint, but from like that dark dark green, but like it's more gray in this movie. I was going to say it's And more, like I kind like I kind of It's been more gray since volume 2. It, it was like it's it like a little greener in the, in the first one and the second one he was like a lot. But like I I closed grayer. my eyes a little bit and like if you do it just right, you don't see him. 
And it's, it's really, it's it's kind of funny. If I close like, both my eyes, Lenny, I can't see him. So, no, so like people that don't know what Lenny looks like, his eyes are very squinty. His eyes aren't even open. So yeah, his eyes aren't even open. But, but, but like, I, I, you can't see Drax. Maybe like, you so, just can't Drax, see him. My, so my least favorite character, and I'm sad to say this, is Teenage Group. I just don't like, like, I, I like how he, you know, he's acting as a teenager but everything like that. But to me, I'm just like, man, stop being a little fucking shit. Go back to normal Groot. Like, I want to see you. But it's group. not even the same Groot. It's not the same Groot? No. That's his son. It's his son. That's his son. Yeah. You want to hear something heartbreaking? I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. You know that part where he's about to turn to dust? He calls Rocket dad. That's his last line before he turns to dust. Uh, gosh. I've changed my saddest death of the movie to that one now. Oh, um, my God. But, uh, no, my, my saddest death, oh, Spider-Man, man. Like, yeah, he's the thing the is, like, I really felt like that's how I would go out. I'm like, I'm not ready. Like, I, I man, I felt so bad, like, for Tony. Like, it's like, no, it, but here's it, like I'd be scared. Like, if I was disappearing like that, like, I wouldn't be like, all right, see you in a minute. Like, <laughs> you know, Deuce, like, Deuce is in a any, Has anybody seen the, the, somebody did this on Tumblr. They did a correlation between the MCU and the Harry Potter universe, how it was happening at the same time. So the Infinity Gauntlet struggle was happening at the same time as uh, Deathly Hollows Part 2. That's why... Harry Potter doesn't actually defeat Voldemort. It's Voldemort was one of the people that was affected by the Infinity Gauntlet being snapped. So that's why he dissipates the same way he does in they do in MC in the movie in so in uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Oh God, just leave the fandom. Oh man, but it was it made a lot of sense because the timing of everything like they pieced it out movie by movie, and the time frame actually does match up. From when and what Daniel age? Radcliffe comes out of nowhere, goes no. Also, <laughs> the only reason Spider-Man knew he was going was because he Spider Sense. I don't feel good, Mister Spider Sense. Spider Sense. And then his regenerative abilities made it last longer. And then so Wolverine's it. And Wolverine out of nowhere out of, is like out of all of them, he just keeps the Wolverine keeps disappearing and then coming back. He's like, what the right, fuck is happening? <laughs> so hey, well, let me pose this question you know, to you: What's happening? If Wolverine, if Wolverine dissipated, like in the movie, right? Would it, would it just be like all his skin would dissipate, but then like it's just just keeps coming back? No, it's it's yeah, just the animation him just like skeleton walking around. Like I guess I'm still alive. What well, his brain. Well, cool. That's the thing. All right, now if uh, you haven't also, seen Star Wars Marvel, episode eight, please let that happen. Like, uh, can we if, see <laughs> you, Jack? Like, all right, when Luke dissipates at the end, yeah. like, he takes the metal arm with him, even though it's not actually his body. Yeah, he takes the metal arm with him. So I'm, I would so, assume. Wait, didn't you just yell at me for like with the fandoms? Like, are you gonna try to defend it with no, a Star just, Wars thing? No, I'm not defending it. I'm just so making Luke Skywalker. Why, why not the clothes? Also affected by the gauntlet. Why not the <laughs> Why not the clothes? <laughs> That's the, why. Yeah, the clothes should have stayed behind. No, the clothes did stay behind. No, of the uh, in Infinity Gauntlet. Oh no no no! No one's closed. They're just ash. No, I know the closed is stood. Oh, I don't know if you've in Star Wars seen, they, they like, this new, stood, uh, yeah. but they should they, like photos going stayed. around. Somebody took a, a box uh, that was a toy of Spider Man, and they're like, "Man, this is a shitty toy. It's all dirt." <laughs> yep, and then they also have the the meme out there like all the new Avengers toys, and they're all just different colors of dust. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show you guys that meme too. Um, I think. I gotta say, my favorite was was Doctor Strange. I just I think just because he kind of this is like more than the movie of the, the, his own solo movie. This is more the Doctor Strange I'm accustomed to. But in that same vein, Wong to me was the least useful character. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, hey, you know what? This time stone's gonna. There's Stephen Strange that he might have the time stone. I'm gonna go watch the Sanctum. Like, no, yeah, I felt that too. Like, come on, dude. like when he said that, he was like, I'm gonna go watch the Sanctum, and I'm just like. 
what? <laughs> you know, everybody's just standing around. He's like, I have to go watch it. And I'm just like, if they were to do a TV series for him, Lenny, I think that's what we would, it would be like Jackie Chan's adventures. Like, I have to protect the same. <laughs> it would just be him listening to like a beat, like, uh, like headphones. And it would listening just be to all headphones. pop music of him learning. And it would be hilarious. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> now, a lot of people give are giving Peter Quill problems with or what he did with Thanos and then I've heard some things about how why did why did Steven just give up the time stone this and that while he was going in time and seeing everything happen this was the one thing he said he I saw know. like 14 million five different something but like there that was there, there was, was one, one this and this was the only way to to do it right so yeah, he I think he was I think he was the plan. he was I think he was the first one to know that he was gonna die like I think he was obviously the first one to know like this is what's gonna happen. And because we're he all told gonna... Stark, you know, before he, he goes, we're in Endgame now. Yeah, yeah. he knew. He already knew happen. the the phase that was gonna happen. But uh, I I just really get get no no no. I, I was I, gonna say I really uh, like that part as well, where you just see him like spazzing out, and all of a sudden, like, what are you doing? And like he tells him, like, I know what's gonna happen. Like it, you kind of have to see. But then again, when we go like when we're talking about the sequel, like I made this joke. I was like leaving the uh, watching that movie at the end of the movie. I really wanted to die. Like, I really just wanted to die after seeing that. But I wanted to live to see the next one. And luckily, you only have it till next year. And I was just like, all right. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it was dark, but I was like... It uh, in reality, we just went to Pub 99 and had dinner. That's yeah. all we did afterwards. <laughs> no talk of death left uh, your lips. No, I told him this. I told Lenny that. Uh, but anyway, what I was going to say is, like, you know that they're going to come back. You know there's going to be a resolution somewhere... To the point of like they're not going to. It's obviously a part two. Yeah, there's obviously going to be part two. Two parter. Then let me let me pose this question. Then, obviously, the only way that was going to happen is the time stone. Correct. No. Well, I have a question about the time stone. Then, what is there a a lapse of time that can take place in order to use it? Because we've seen it used three times in the whole MCU. And each time we've seen it used, it was directly after something had happened. Not true. Very true. Not true. Doctor Strange, when he brings the pages back, that was weeks after that happened. No, that's regeneration, though. That's not... That's not... That's not going... He used the time stone to go back in time to bring the pages back. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like... Yeah, 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 you just agreed with me. No, but uh, that's that's something material. That's not, like, life. Like... Like, people. bring people back. Okay, but when he did I, that, did people who had died during that week go back? No, because he was only focusing on the pages. Like, the apple is a living thing when he ate Marty, it. Marty, you don't and mess then he with the time. made it die <laughs> yeah. and come back. Okay. When... when so obviously it at, works on life. But that was directly after he bit it. Now, and then at the end of Doctor Strange, when he's... When he's... When him and Wong kind of refix uh, the Shanghai... Uh, this is Shanghai one? China, whatever. China one? Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong one, yeah. Uh, they fix it directly as they see, and they rescue these people's lives yes. directly as it's happening. And then uh, he uses it on himself when dealing with um, Dormammu. Yeah, I almost said Yondu for some reason. Uh, and then he Very keeps using it on himself to regenerate himself. And then we see it use ex- uh, the moment that Scarlet Witch kills Vision to save the the, yeah. the stone. Directly after, but that was with life. Is there a lapse of time that can be used for this on that scale? Because how is how are you supposed to use it onto that on a galactic scale? Well, here's the of thing. bringing back everybody. Once you start messing with time, 
nothing is permanently written. Right, but think of it that way. But look at the Flash. Segue into DC for a little bit. Well, I was going to say this is good because I was going to say we, we the the Infinity War movie still had the the classic Marvel the MCU humor, but it was very very dark movie. Yeah. Speaking of dark movies, DC is taking the dark. More of the, the the stance on darkness in their movies, L- a little less humor than the Marvel movies. And you were mentioning the Flash, so let's talk about time with, travel. With the Flash and that, there's there's always repercussions to everything of going back in time and changing it up. Now, but the, there's always a time where it doesn't take place like right away. Like uh, for instance, season three, Flashpoint. Yeah, it took a few weeks for him to start getting all the memories from that timeline. Right. So there's a time where it's not completely written as is. But that was his own endeavor to go back and change it versus having something that can change it in this time, in this time and place without having to go back and fix anything. And I just realized that we're talking about time travel, a completely fictional thing that anyone who writes about it could make their own parameters to it. Right. Which but there's still laws. No matter what. There's listen, still laws to it. Go 80 no, miles there, per there hour, if you can write the parameters for it, that's writing the laws. Look at anything that has to do with time travel in general. If you, like I've you've seen Back to the Future, uh, the the Treehouse of Horror with Homer Simpson with the toaster going back in time. There's laws to all of it. There's you can't just go back and do whatever you want without having some, Futurama when it's they did a whole when they end. did a whole time parody thing. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that. Like there's consequences to every time travel. And I agree. So there's rules. So you can't just do whatever you want. No. Basing even if you write it, you, there's still a baseline that you got to do to be like, all right, well he's gonna go and do this, but this is what the outcome would be, uh, the the consequence to his action. God, the, I I, what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is that Marvel did such a great job with making everybody think for themselves because you're not sure what they're gonna do next. Like we can just we can talk for literally hours and hours about what they're gonna do next. Like I had an idea about them when they go back in time, they kill Gamora right away so they can't throw her off the the canyon. Or whatever the thing is, but what I'm saying is like that doesn't like well, so some people are like that doesn't make sense because like the Guardians, that's fine. But what I'm saying is like it makes you think like, well, are they gonna you know kill Fusion right away, or are they gonna kill Gamora right away? So you know, who the but hell I'm just, is fi- no, Fusion? No, but what I'm saying is like it makes you think like how are they gonna that's stop what the vision's it? Vision's gonna now? be called Fusion. Oh, sorry, shit. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is Fusion? Do we miss somebody? I, I, I knew it was going. <laughs> no, my 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 thought real quick on that with. The survivors were the original Avengers team and Rocket and War Machine. And Nebula. And Nebula. So I'm, what I'm thinking is I think that if there is going to be time travel, they're going to go back to the events of the first Avengers where they all come together and they're going to replace their former selves on that team. And they'll be able to, to correct, you know, with, the, with that knowledge of things that happened. Then you talk about Rhodey. Rhodey never hurts his legs in Civil War. You know, all this other stuff. You can do the next phase if Chris Evans, Hemsworth... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. If they're all not going to be re-signing and their their contracts are done, and you're going to start with this next thing, it can reset the timeline to introduce these newer heroes into those roles. Well, I'm I'm just going to say this because it does make sense with set photos of Chris Evans in his Marvel Avengers one costume for Avengers four. All right, they already have photos of him. Yeah. Wow, because they've they've already filmed it, I believe. Yeah. They're they're pretty much yeah. done filming. Yeah, it's coming out. Uh, Next May, year, May, yeah. not, May 4th. May the force be with you. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy to... No, it's just... It's it's really crazy to see, like, 
everybody's gonna drive themselves up a wall. Like everybody wants to see like what's gonna happen. Like and Chris Evans is uh you know, he's toying with people saying, Oh, after two thousand nineteen I'm not playing captain anymore. Like, we knew this for years, like that he like as soon as he was gonna stop doing captain, he was gonna stop doing movies. He said he wanted to be a director. He said that like what, five years ago? And, you know, he's still been playing Captain, and you're just like, well, is he going to stop acting? Because, like, he's been doing, like, you know, one or two movies. He's since. on Broadway now. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Broadway right now. Um, and, you know, Tony, uh, well, uh, Robert Downey Jr. said he's done doing Iron Man movies, but in a recent interview, he's like, if they gave me Iron Man 4, I would do it. And I was just like, I would love to see that. My thought is I'd like to see him as more the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. if they're not going to bring back uh, Samuel L. Jackson yeah, as Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah. I'd like to see him as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also, going go, um, like we were talking before, I forgot um, uh, moving ahead with like uh, Iron Man and stuff like that. What if it was Harley, the kid from Iron Man Three? That'd be cool. I think they would have to recast. Like, I think that would be cool, but like I think they would have to recast later, yeah. recast the actor because I think it would have to be more of a a name that people are like from either familiar with their character they're already familiar with. I think it's a great idea, like kind of like bringing it forward. But I think you'd have to cast like. I don't want to say like Zac Efron, but like somebody like a little bit younger, younger. that would fit yeah. that age range that has a little bit more name value. And that was just who popped off. Tom Holland? No. <laughs> Speaking uh, of... Got, oh, no, I was going to... Uh, finish your thought, because I was going to no, say... No, no, I was like, going to go into DC at this point, but if you want to uh, wrap up with what Marvel. What I was going to say is, but I, I'm loving the fact that, you know, Marvel is starting to come out with... And I know it's not officially Disney, it's either Sony or Warner Brothers, whatever. I love that they're going and making movies people want to see. Like, they finally made Deadpool. Everybody loved Deadpool. I like Deadpool. Lenny said that's more of my movie because, like, it's more of jokes and it's more of... But you still get the action. Break that fourth wall, homie. Dude, I loved it. I loved it. And I'm excited to see the new one. But I was I'm excited about Domino for the new one, to yeah. be honest. Well, well, I am super stoked about well, it. I'm also, more excited I, about I, X-Force than Deadpool. Yeah, I'm like, more excited to see Josh Brol- uh, Brolin uh, be another villain in another Marvel movie. And I was just like, that, that's awesome. That Two uh, two movies in a year. Good choice for Cable. Yeah, he was a good choice. <laughs> good choice. I also, I also wanted to see what Kevin Nash would have done, but ah, he's, he's still... Like, nah, he's still like he can blow out his quads? No. <laughs> yeah. But Deadpool, come here, damn it. Tom, Har- uh, Tom Hardy coming out with Venom. We're, we're, we're all on different pages on it. I'm excited for it. Uh, I would like to see what they, what they accomplish with that. But then again, like, like I'm saying, like they're not touching Spider-Man with Venom. He's just... It's in the so, same universe. It's, it's in the same universe, but it's a solo film. Like, and I, I like how they're starting Ugh. to do that, where whether it's DC... Um, Mar- I'm not DC, sorry. If it's Marvel with Sony or Warner Brothers or uh, oh, Disney... Uh, it's just basically it's like they're they're trying to make something out of it and they want to try to make the fans keep going to the theaters and seeing something different like Dark Phoenix like I have to be honest I'm um, I was never really behind the Ant-Man thing when we saw Ant-Man 1 uh, in theaters I was like oh that was really good but when Ant-Man the Wasp got announced I was just like it, it didn't really get me too excited to see it but you know, I'm still gonna go see it no matter what because you want to see what's gonna happen, how it's gonna connect. Right. And I, I have a theory about an Ant-Man. I don't know if we talked about it. Well, and we, at the end of the oh, movie, he slowly disappears. He's like, "What the fuck?" No, it takes place oh, before. No, no I we know. already it know. Takes, it takes, takes place, place before. Before Infinity yeah, War. But what if it takes place during? That's what I. At I, the end no. of the movie, you start seeing people fade away. Yeah. Because that at I, least for like a cutscene in the or or like post credit scene. More. Because I, I also said that uh, because Lenny was pissed off that Adam wasn't in this movie. 
Uh, I was saying that I believe they're going to tease him in Ant-Man. So no, because they would have teased, no, they they teased him in Avengers. They, but, te- they won't tease him in Ant-Man. Well, they teased they, they Captain just, Marvel. You can't have Captain well, Marvel say and because he, They already teased him already. And, you know, we're, so he's going to show up in Guardians. He's going to be in the third Guardians. Yeah, because he was... He when was Guardians supposed to come out? Uh, 2020. Oh, so, the, so, yeah, so the next, the only other Marvel movie we have this year is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then we start with Captain Marvel in 2019. We have a uh, Dark Phoenix, Sony. Oh, okay. Crossover, I was yeah. saying MCU. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So then it'll be it'll be Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Avengers four, and then Spider Man Homecoming two. Mm-hmm. Those are the three MCU movies. Is there a villain announced for number two? Do you know of? I do not. I would assume it's Scorpion because that's who we saw at the end of the first yeah. One. Yeah, I, I really we saw agree. Scorpion. Oh, and by the way, let's go to Homecoming real fast. Um, I know he was very very low key, but I was like, yo, Shocker's in this movie. Like, you got that little like yeah. brief. I love that they I, do the one the and two villains. Sure. Yeah, was, and then like, and then you got it later when you got the thing. I was like, yeah. "Yo, that's, that's awesome." Uh, I I I know the people love Donald Glover and stuff like that. I love the fact that he was in a Spider-Man movie after all that talk of mm-hmm. him playing Spider-Man. And he was playing Prowler. Yes. Yeah. And then everybody's like, "What does Prowler look like?" I'm like, "It's basically it kind of looks like Deadpool except it's in a gray suit." And I was just like, "If if they continue on with that story of him actually being Prowler, if Donald Glover plays that character, that's going to be awesome to see him in, in a suit and everything. But well, I don't, I don't think isn't his isn't his nephew Miles Morales. Miles Morales yeah. yeah, so that's kind of that's a cool like little add on Easter egg too. But before we get out of here, I want to go. I want to switch over to DC real quick. Right. Uh, just just kind of like a rapid fire. We'll say favorite movie and favorite actor in the the DC uh, DCU. Oh, shit. Oh, you know what you're gonna say? No. All right, you go first, buddy. Favorite movie, Wonder Woman. What? Liv just gave You can still vote for it. Yeah, you, yeah, you can still. It's not mutually exclusive. There's only five to choose from. <laughs> are we talking but, about Are we talking about DC altogether, or are we talking about current DC? DC EU. So the movie, so the Batfleck and Suicide everything, Squad. Everything after the Nolan. Nolan all right, a- everything after Nolan. So right. Man of Steel, like, all the way. Like, I'm just, thinking like original, just, like Keaton Batman. I'm like, oh shit, like. No. All right. So Batman and Robin current. nipple Batman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Love those bat nipples. <laughs> favorite character? I don't know. Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Agreed. I agree with both of those. Both of you. We're yours. just right here. We're just right here. Isaiah. Let's see. All right, Kyle. <laughs> Albert Platt. Um, <laughs> put, put you out there. Yeah. Social security number. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll go favorite character first. I'm underrated. I don't care. Captain Boomerang. I loved it. I loved it because it was just like I I liked him comic wise. I like him in anything I see animated wise, and he's just he was well depicted. I want to see more. Like when Suicide Squad two, I want to see more of that. I want to see some more fun stuff like that. Just uh, just to enlighten people on unknown, very low key characters like that. Uh, favorite movie. Out of them all so far, all five, I'll go with JLA, and I'll tell you why. JLA, um, out of out of all of them, had the best. Justice League, not Justice League. Of uh, it's still, uh, it's still the same thing, Mister Man. They live in America, the Justice League. Okay, uh, they are. Uh, it was the it was the first one that they I felt they got the pacing right. Because every other movie felt so rushed. It was like movie, movie, dialogue, little action, little action. Big fight that only lasts 10 minutes to a lot of hype for nothing. This one 
had Steppenwolf throughout the whole movie consistently making it harder and harder to stop him every single time. And then the final battle was a good payoff. It was well built. And structurally looking at it at a move, just a movie standpoint, not considering it's a superhero movie, just from a movie standpoint, it made sense. It made sense on the pacing. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. And then everyone else, I know you didn't like the Flash being comic relief as no, I was as okay much with as he was. the Flash being comic relief. I just didn't want. But at least like with this, everybody. But he he was the only real yeah, one. You know what I'm I, saying? I, like I, I Aquaman that. had his little things in here, but like he was the only yeah. real. The only comic relief that Aquaman really had was when he was sitting on the lasso, and I thought that was great. You know, what I didn't like though. I didn't like how bro he like how bro he was. You know what I mean? Like. like Samoan like no not like that it's just like the like, like frat boyish yeah like oh my man yeah he would go whoa like he was so like like party yeah he's like a party boy I didn't like that like that was the only thing like I really like Aquaman Arthur Curry's freaking dope and like you kind of like dumbed him down and I didn't like that that was like the only like real critique well, I had of the movie I think this Aquaman that we're getting isn't the the one that wants to be king. Because you see him that he goes to Atlantis and he seems very distant. Right. Even from Mira, like he right. seems distant. So I don't think he wants to be that regal character it's that kinda we like, know. Kind of like Thor in the the universe, where he's like he wanted it, but he really didn't care for yeah, it, and he's just exactly. like. But the thing is, like Aquaman, he's just like bratty about it. Like, but yeah. he's cool with being bratty about it, which I don't really like. It's just like you know. And and I I see that as room for character development. I'm just ecstatic about the movie because yeah. get Black Manta, my homeboy. Year, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yes. Black Manta and Ocean Master. Yeah, well, done deal. Done deal. I I just hope they don't do what they did with uh, Black Panther and just kill off two prominent villains in that series. Well, no, I, I think I, in DC they haven't really done that really yet. Like they like destroyed Steppenwolf. That was about it. But like, yeah. no, I, I know. And uh, no, and oh, well, Zod. oh yeah, that. Zod. You already know. Get me started. You already know my hatred for Superman, yeah. and that just escalated it more. Mm-hmm. That he just snapped his neck. He knew he could the whole time. He just cho- he could have not did that, but he chose to do that, and that was just. Oh my god! Like that just. Also, also real quick, before we, <laughs> did we get to yours? No, and we didn't get to Lizzie. All right. I mean, same. That's all. Same, same. to. Before, money. Okay. before we get to you. Um, I do want to say that I enjoy what DC is doing. Um, not not on the whole, but as... The butthole. <laughs> um, what, with Batfleck? With, uh, with Marvel Avengers, they went straight into outer space. And with uh, Justice League, we saw them do the, the space characters, and we were expecting Darkseid to show up, or at least be mentioned. And he was mentioned once, but we didn't see him. He was but mentioned, we, and, we he sent, saw, and he sent... He sent the things. Yes, out. we did see the. Uh, oh, that was dope. That was yeah. that was the best part of that of the whole movie was that battle scene where you got to see, yeah, the lantern. You got to see the lantern, and the gods. You got to see Zeus, and like, oh man, it was great. And you but, see that ring go fly. But yeah, that post credit scene where we see Deathstroke show up on Lex Luthor's boat, mm-hmm. and then they're starting the um, the uh, Injustice League. That's supposed. Uh, see, there's a thing I, where I, that's I, supposed I, to I like be starting the Batman movie. But I'm not sure well, because Deathstroke is supposed to be the the head bad guy. What, whatever movie. whatever movie it's starting, they're starting the Injustice League, and I want to see the difference between uh, Marvel doing the outer space thing and then DC doing like the homegrown villains type thing. Mm. Mm. I, I'm gonna I'm 
I'm really looking forward to that contrast between companies. That's what I love about DC. Did, did, did it's you say a, your favorite movie, by the way? Yeah, uh, Justice League. Justice League. Justice League. Yeah. All right, sorry. Justice right. League. So, uh, I'm going to start off uh, with my favorite movie, because I know my favorite character is going to get shit. Mm. Out of the current DC, uh, I really, really enjoyed Suicide Squad. And it's not based off of Jared Leto's Joker. I'm saying I enjoyed it for the fact of you got to see, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. You got to see characters that haven't been touched really. And you got to see them work together and you got to see them like, and my big thing is I'm a big fan of color and I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, the old bat. Thank you. As he wears a black shirt. Yes. Every day, but, but it has color on it. You know, I really do, uh, love color and I love seeing that, uh, scenery and stuff like that. So I enjoyed the old Batman movies, you know, even though um, George Clooney wasn't the uh, wasn't the best, neither was Val Kilmer. I loved the scenery, like I loved just the colors all over the place. The Joel Schumacher flamboyant color. Yeah, everywhere. I, I, I yeah. really I, I really enjoyed that. And, and you love them, Adam West. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but uh, what I was gonna say is, I really enjoyed seeing that movie and where like they took different colors, like when they're in the prison, it's all bland colors, like browns like the this off beige like color for the jumpsuits and then when they're in the city it's all bright colors and all that stuff. and i and it was in the dark also yeah but you know what i'm saying like it was black but it, you saw all these like these bright yeah, colors it's supposed to pervey the tone of what you're supposed to be right. feeling i loved that every different scene had a different color like when they're in uh meetings with uh bruce wayne and uh the the office lady i'm trying to remember what her name is uh the lady who starts Amanda wild so when they get meet together, it's like visions of green. Like they're all just like you know. You felt like you're in a different world each scene, and I loved that that movie. Jared Leto, I, I believe, if they would have gave him a little bit more of a story with it, then he would have been more enjoyable. Uh, but I like that but, they didn't overtone it with him. Uh, yes, like they but, weren't banking on him being the sell ticket of the movie. They relied yeah, on. They the, were definitely doing it in the trailers, though. No, yeah, they were no. That, they, 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 just getting people to get the niche off of it. Yeah. The the. Harley was the only one who like was like the forefront. Yeah, she and then uh, Deadshot too. Like them two were because they were the highest paid. I, out of the I two. will say though, I get Wilson that. Is saying it's time to save the world. I'm like, what movie don't you say that? In? Let me tell you this though. No, <laughs> besides, like, I love my Wilson favorite kind of boomerang, dude. I was so stoked to see a live action like non CGI Killer Croc. I thought yeah, that was that, dope. That was really cool. That was so impressive. That was that, so hey, cool. They, the prosthetics. They deserve, oh yeah, they deserve the Oscar. Waylon Waylon Jones. Um, well, well, well perceived. Right. Not screenplay so, though. So my favorite character, I'm going to get a lot of shit for it. I don't care. Uh, I enjoy Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, but let me tell you why. <laughs> okay? Uh, when we first see him in Batman vs. Superman, right? Everybody was like, Batman vs. Superman sucked. Why? I didn't like how some of the scenes didn't make sense. It feels like the story was cut short. Uh, Superman fucking ruins the movie. You didn't hear one fucking thing about Batman at all. I didn't hear one single negative thing about Batman. Then you weren't listening. I was listening. Perfectly you were not fine. listening. I enjoyed. They my, hated my the voice. They hated the voice choice of, over his uh, over his I, new I, suit. I, I think he's a better Bruce Wayne than Batman. Yes. Although his Batman is good, let, let me. His let me, Bruce Wayne is by far the best we've. What seen. I will yes. say is, even though we got to experience it for only just a couple minutes. That fight scene where he breaks into that uh, factory to save Martha. Oh, where you know. Alfred's telling him what to do yeah. and him not being a detective detective at all. But 
So, nonetheless, let me just say, I really... But, again, I also enjoy the teamwork, also. I enjoyed him and Alfred working yes, together, because that's I, how it actually was. I No, it's no, not. No, in the it's comics, not. they work together. They work together. Yeah. Alfred builds the tech, and Batman is the detective. Yeah. Right. Alfred builds the tech, and is the detective, and Bruce Wayne's the muscle. That's all... That's yeah. what, but, it, like what I will say is, though, I enjoyed that fight scene way too much. Uh, yeah, way I, too much. Exactly. You well, do I mean, way I mean, too much. Let me, let me tell you this, though. I do not enjoy that we have stiff neck Batman back, though. Cause I, I do. I, I, I don't. Because, like, in the whole Christian Bale thing, like, you got to see, like, them actually work on it so you could actually see him turn his neck. Because that makes more sense to me. If you're fighting someone and you currently like this, I don't like that. Um I don't know if we got to see more of uh, that change in Justice League. I, I forgot. I, I but, like I like the connected cowl headpiece. I, but, I I really enjoy the way that looks. But what I'm gonna say is though, um, I feel like he hasn't had his movie yet. Like you know what I'm saying. Like everybody's like, oh well, you know, half like this, half like that. I'm just like, let's just see one solo movie. Like I want to just see what he can do all together. Like you know, people are saying, oh, he's gonna be replaced before that happens. I'm like. Until it's officially set in stone where he's being replaced, I am still looking forward to seeing the Ben Affleck Batman movie. I think Batman the movie. only way they can replace him now and make and it makes sense without changing anything else, no, is the Flashpoint movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The Flashpoint movie, you go to Earth 2, you have Thomas Wayne, then do something that changes the timeline. You come back, totally different Batman. It's justified. You don't need to kill anybody off, and it works. Um, but what I'm going to say is, though, I really feel like once he has that solo movie, it will either make it or break it. You know, I really feel like if... Yeah, if but he's it, already had three opportunities to make it or break it. But he opportunities, but it's not about him. Like, you're, you're trying to focus it's on like, everybody else. So you have to have an understanding. It's like, it's like really... Faith it's really like uh, Mark Ruffalo right now. Everybody's like, he's amazing, he's amazing. And I'm just like, but you haven't seen what he can fully do. Like, he had his chance in, like... You know, Thor and then because not, you can't, you're not going to see that. But Universal has the movie rights, so if they if they make a Hulk movie, Universal has to make it. And if Universal makes it, it won't be Mark Ruffalo. Right. Well, when you sprinkle some money on Disney, you know it's it's all good. Just yeah, you, well, Universal when they're like the biggest like competitor of Disney, they're not going to shell out something they have. They're like, no, nah, this is mine. Yeah. Even if they never use it, they're like, that's still mine. Yeah, yeah. I will keep it so that you can't. Exactly, but, uh, but it's a spite. Because I. All I will say, though, is, like, that's why I'm picking Ben Affleck. I, I really am looking forward to see what he can accomplish in f in the future. Hopefully, we'll get to see that, that solo movie. If not, then, you know, good luck to the next person. Just like how, you know, Adam West was first, you know, uh, Michael He wasn't was first. Me. I know he wasn't first, but I'm saying, like, in pop culture, like, you know, people saying like that's my Batman like you know like in the black and whites movies like <laughs> the, the talkies the, the, the speakies the talkies I'll, I'll give you this I'll give you this Ben Affleck as Batman alone does not work does not work I, I, I'll say that but in Justice League with him with other people and him being where he needs to be he it works better in that setting like everyone else in the MCU can have a solo movie and it be good and then team up together and still be good. DC is better as a team base because it's it works the dynamic is better that way where the only person that so far that we've seen that has broken out of that and done well is Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman yeah. But that's that's but, primarily because the writing and the staff exactly. behind the movie 
knowing how to pace a movie, how to write dialogue, make sh- making sure every character on screen has chemistry with each other, right. and just making the movie feel like one continuous piece of work instead of a uh, perfect example. First uh, half hour of Justice League, where, all right, you get Wonder Woman scene, where it's all bright. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the daytime. Yep. But it felt, it felt like the cinematography was different for that Wonder Woman scene than when Bat, ben, Batman... Um, He's on the rooftop. M- no, meets uh, Aquaman mm-hmm. and that introduction scene. Oh, uh, right. And that, that cinematography the, felt uh... different from The Flash being introduced. Right. It didn't feel like one continuous piece. Right. And I do understand that there were two directors working on both movies, uh, on the same movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff that, you get that stylistic, you get right. that stylistic difference. And I get that. But they were trying to set the tone for the environment like they did in Suicide Squad, where one person is brighter, one person is darker, one person is just like monotone. That way it can kind of like, all right, you're at the Flash scene. All right, you're at the Wonder Woman scene. Also, another thing with DC, and I'm sure you guys have seen the meme going around about how DC has the darker films. And people are like, oh, Marvel has death too. And then, uh, but yeah, I can't literally see anything in DC movies. They're just really dark. And I would just like the the brightness turned up a little bit. Like, just ha- TV. Have the dark storylines, but you don't have to make the movie itself dark. Gives, well, look at, like, it's it's how you do it. Like, look at look at Christopher Nolan. It needed to be dark when it needed to be dark. Yeah, It needed exactly. to be bright when it needed to be bright. But also, Christopher Nolan is that level of filmmaker. Don't be talking shit about our movies. No. <laughs> like, Christopher Nolan is probably one of my favorite directors, and I'm not saying that because of the uh, Batman series. I'm saying that because of Inception. Interstellar, Inception, Inception, and The Prestige. Inception. <laughs> um, I believe he did Memento as well, right? If you ever get the chance to watch any of those, those four movies, men's. check them out because, like, he is—he really is a great director, and he knows when to put certain aspects into certain parts. And I feel like the uh, cinematography like in recent DC movies is just like alright dark storyline dark movie yeah I mean with well, the with you though it's just squad, it was like it was dark but like I said you had like those splashes of light like you know I think it really depends on directors and like how they're cause everybody's trying to do what the predecessors have done yes like yeah but the thing with the thing with DC was that they're, they're trying they're like alright this is what Marvel's doing Let's try to do something different, and they're finding they're they're still working out their kinks. Like if you go back to the like the like the first installments of the MCU, not all those movies are like as great as you know like if they're like the Incredible Hulk. It's terrible. Yeah. All right. So that's 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 one of the. It's all a learning curve, awesome. and I feel like they're getting their point. DC. I want to give praise where it's due. The um, the character introductions in Suicide Squad. Oh, great. The, the logo mm-hmm. character and then their um, their their um, stat ability yeah absolutely amazing yeah like yeah. with the neon backlighting it I thought it was very well done um, and it's different it's it, a different yeah, it's different, different from the the typical and then I went I didn't go to the theater but I I downloaded um the new Transformers movie the newest one um and they did that they they stole that title card sequence for the Decepticons and I'm like it doesn't work doesn't work no. it, it didn't work for Transformers but it it worked for Suicide Squad and I, I gotta give him praise for that because that was amazing I wish it's, it did with um, everybody though it, it really is like, I wish. everybody sees a movie 
and they try to copy it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dark Knight series alone, a lot of people were just like, well, what's going to what's gonna be the next Dark Knight? And a lot of people were saying Logan was the next Dark Knight movie. And I was just like... You can't have I, a, you can't have another Dark Knight movie. I know, but that's what I'm saying, though. I'm just like, you can't say, like, that's the next Dark Knight. Like, because yeah. it's something completely different. It's a different person's perspective. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, it's, and it's just, even on... Uh, other things like smaller things like makeup like you were saying oh uh, Drax looks a little bit darker and grayer in this one that yeah. he did in the first one different makeup people different things yeah, like even, uh, even like, Thanos like from that dark purple at the end, end of uh, Avengers and to that light purple now like he looks pretty much how he does <sighs> in the comic books mm-hmm. even down to the armor like um, in the comic books he has like these uh, these things over his eyes that go up and it looks like eyebrows and it's not quite as prominent in the MCU armor, but they're there. And, like, just the nods between the comic book and the MCU armor, how they both look, I think that that team did a very good job. Yeah. And we talk about teams. Let's talk about the band. You guys yeah. are a team. Yes. Let's, let's come full circle. Uh, we're about an hour and a half in to wow. a, a pod, so <laughs> I want to kind of wrap up, but I want one more time for you guys to plug you know, all your, your social media stuff, your Facebook, plug the show, feel free. Um, well, if you guys are trying to follow us on Twitter, we're under uh, at sweet underscore Babylon, and if you're trying to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at sweet underscore Babylon underscore music. Uh, we try to post on, on the regular on our Instagram. Uh, you'll be seeing, you know, videos of us. Uh, Lenny also does meme Mondays over there. So they're memes, uh, based on us, which, uh, can be funny or it can hurt our feelings. It doesn't matter. It's for your entertainment. Oh, wait, I can hurt your feelings. Yeah. Uh, You already have. (laughs) No, but I have. Shut up. All right. Don't worry about it. Uh, But what I was going to say is we, we post a lot on there. So, uh, you know, if, um, if you guys are trying to stick around with us and, you know, follow us, you can also find us on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash sweet Babylon. And, if you're trying to find our music, we're on uh, all the outlets. We're on iTunes, Google Music. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Shazam. You could Shazam our ass. We're it's on YouTube. Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on, we're on uh, probably Pandora. If you want to give us money directly, you should go to sweetbabylon.bandcamp.com. Buy our albums there. That goes directly to us. Or if you're cool, you can come to a show and get a physical thing, like an actual piece when, of us. What, what show is? Let's let's plug the show again. All, all right. right. So we have our. We have a, well. We have a first show that is coming up. Uh, we have we have a show this month, May. Uh, we have it May twenty fourth at the News Cafe in Pawtucket, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. It's going to be a fun show. And then uh, next month is our big show. This is what we really want you guys to come to. Is our album release party? It's yep. for our album New Beginnings. We're we're really proud of our work. We want you guys to hear our new music. Our album. work along with. Uh, Paul Giamarco and Josh Kane, all their work. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes. So, once again, uh, Paul Giamarco, uh, you are a god in our eyes. Thank you so much for all your hard work. Josh Kane, you are the most amazing man on horns, period. And depending on when this airs, congratulations, Paul, on being a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, that show is going to be June 30th. It's going to be at the FET. Uh, it's in Providence, Rhode Island, and we're very excited to have our buddies uh, in the Sky Seekers and Shore City open up for us. And it's going to be a big party. We want you guys to come here. So uh, big that we're actually going to we're going to we're going to do this. We'll we'll do it here officially now since you know we have a, a good friend having on the podcast. We are going to be 
live filming this this show so we can maybe release it later on a DVD. Possible. It's like a live so, show, so, so it's going to so be so come be on be famous forever. <laughs> and uh, make sure to buy some merch there. We're going to have uh, some new stuff for you. We're not going to tell you what it is, but we're going to have some new stuff. Limited for sale. edition. And if you've never heard of us before, it's all new. So come and see us live. Booyah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to end that. You can't, you can't go out with booyah. But I want to just Bitches. thank uh, Sweet Babylon and, and Liv for uh, being on the show. Um, you guys can check. I'll, I'll have, if you guys are listening to this on any of your podcast listening devices, check the show notes. I'm going to have all the links there for you as well. Check out their Facebook page. Check out For Your Geek on Facebook as well. I'll have the information there. And uh, we'll have to do this again. Maybe we'll do a post show after after your album release Love party. That's cool, man. And we'll uh, we'll just see. We'll we'll follow up with some more thoughts. Maybe on Ant Man and Wasp or, yeah. or whatever else is coming down. But uh, maybe pre Ant Man and Wasp because I have some ideas about the movie. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, we'll see what happens. And uh, also, we uh, Sweet Babylon would love to give you a big thank you because he gave us T-shirts. They're absolutely amazing. They have our names on it. We're very excited and we're very thankful. We'll do so. we'll do a photo shoot with that. And you're very welcome. I think it's going to be fun. Um, again, we're going to be going out with normal uh, rather than our outro. We'll go out to another song by Sweet Babylon, so you guys can hear what these guys are all about. Come check out their show. Again, check out their their Facebook page. Check out their Instagram, their Twitter. All that information is going to be there. Check out For Your Geek. We'll have all that information. Until next time, folks, let's For Your Geek. Every single time when a person performs, there's an asshole in every shape or form yelling to sing. recording here. Sounds great, by the way. I'm here to talk to you guys about Miranda rights, and so if you get... Ah!